One of the key themes of the World Economic Forum meet in Davos this year has been artificial intelligence. Now, that might be a somewhat inaccurate statement. We have been talking about AI in the last couple of years. But what has the progress really been? Where exactly are we headed? We've got a wonderful guest with us, Rishad Premji, the chairperson of Wipro. Um, what is Wipro doing with AI, first up? Yeah. So, so Vishnu, I w I'll tell you in three parts, right? One is just the investments we're making in AI because I think they're interesting and they're purposeful. Two is what we are trying to do to disrupt ourselves as to how we leverage AI as an enterprise in ourselves. And three, then, what are the kind of conversations we're having with customers? Look, we called out last year that we've invested in a, what we're calling our A3, AI 360-degree yes, effort. Yes, yes. We've invested a billion, we've committed to invest a mm -hmm. billion dollars over the next three years mm -hmm. to make AI pervasive in everything that we do in the company, across mm -hmm. every solution, platform, process, in the way we serve our customers, in the way we serve our employees, make it all present. And um, it doesn't mean we're going to buy companies, it means that we're going to actually make efforts across this whole bunch of different effort areas. And I think the most interesting thing that we've done is we've spent a lot of time, effort and money last year to train on a Gen AI 101 level 209 of the 240,000 people that, that work at Wipro. And the objective on, of on that AI. on Gen AI 101, right? That doesn't make them technical experts, but it makes them very well informed both about the possibility of AI. By the way, we also train them on the governance element of AI, and we can talk about that as well. And so it just makes them much more informed at, at a grassroots level, the business analyst, the associate, uh, the, the customer service person, as to how they can leverage the technology more impactfully to make their life more easier, to augment their own productivity. So there's a very, very strong mindset of how do we invest on a continuous basis over these next three years in AI. The second is how do we bake it into everything that we do as a company. And I'll just use the example of, of just employees, what we're doing. We're using Gen AI smartly in background verifications to make that more accurate, make that faster. We have now implemented it in just employee engagement experiences. So we set up something called VNOW, which is our chat uh, bought internally. We have 40 functions, so think of it as 40 use cases that everybody from me down is using. We've had 4.7 million queries with a 98% accuracy. So 4.7 million people have reached out with something, you know. Can you submit my leave for day XY? Can you pull out Form 16? You know, what does my payroll look like from that year? Why have I not got this claim on my medical, etc.? And I'm using it personally as well and experience the power of these use cases, right? So we've got 40 functions or 40 use cases at the moment. We'll get to 100 in the coming few years. So it's really becoming an integral part of the way we conduct ourselves as a company. We're using it in marketing, in content generation. We're using it how do we leverage to respond to RFIs and sales pitches to augment and speed up the way we respond as well. So that's just how we are driving it. And customers care tremendously about how you as an enterprise are leveraging it because they want to learn from your experiences sure. as well. And then the third element of our customers are engaging with this. I would say two things. One is customers over the last, uh, you know, uh, 12 months have been POCing with a lot more, a lot of more proof of concepts. We've done perhaps 80 to 100 of these over the last year. And I think this year will be the year where customers say, let's move from doing POCs to trying to see real business impact. And how that unfolds, time will tell. But I think the mindset has shifted there. And customers are focused on two broad thematic areas, I would say. 
everything to do with experience. Mm. So anything to do with chat, to do with customer experience, contact centers, mm. contract completions, anything that helps transactions move faster, anything you can build into differentiated products to create better experiences. So anything to do with experiences. And the other is anything to do with productivity. Yeah. How can we do things with less people? How can yeah. we build more system-generated code? How can we build yeah. more synthetic data so we don't have to yeah. test as yeah. much? And so I think both these areas are coming together impactfully, and I'm excited about the opportunities it creates as we move forward. But let's talk a little bit about those possibilities. It comes in the context of a lot of people really uh, possibly concerned about where the technology is going. There have been those, you know, leading engineers and thinkers who are saying that, you know, this technology could evolve to even sentience. Uh, others say, that, oh, come on, I mean, there's, there's a human interface, uh, at, you know, at, at a certain level. How smart are we getting with AI? How smart are some of the systems that you're looking at? Are you having those philosophical questions yeah. within your teams? Yeah. Because so, so it's an important point, Vishnu. And AI governance and how we think about AI governance is going to be incredibly important. The element of, of accuracy, of safety, of transparency, of security is going to be incredibly important. One of the things we've set up is an AI governance council, which is a cross-functional team. Every use case that we put together goes through that council. It goes through from an individual dimension, it goes through from a social dimension, it goes through from a technical dimension, it goes through from an environmental dimension. So we certainly want to make sure that the technology is safe. The other thing we want to give great comfort to is that today we see this as a strong enabler, augmenter of capacity of capabilities, a productivity tool for our employee base. It is not replacing people, it is enhancing the capability of people. If you can do your software job with 25% faster, there's 25% more you can deliver because there's enough software to be built. So this right. is not about job elimination. Right. There may be some jobs that it creates more disruption around, mm -hmm. and then it's the focus of companies like ours, industries like ours, and the government as to how do we yeah. skill and upskill people so that they become relevant for a skill set that is less important tomorrow than it was sure. yesterday. That's not a new phenomenon. But I think this mindset of leveraging it impactfully as an augmentation tool, yeah. as an enhancer, as an enabler for you, is an important change management mindset we as an organization, we as an industry, I think, have to drive as well. But let me ask you a related question. You and I, when we went to college, uh, university, we studied through textbooks. We've yeah. got kids who actually pull chat GPT yeah. and try and do research. Yeah. There is a fundamental change in the way in which information yeah. is being imbibed. Yeah. It's not quite education in the way we yeah. learned it. Yeah. I would suggest it's deeply problematic. Yeah. So when we look at generative AI, Gen AI, um, what are some of your concerns? No, I think we've got to use it responsibly. We've got to use it safely. We've got to make sure the data is safe. We've got to worry about hallucinations, right? right? We've got to worry about the accuracy. You know, it's very interesting. One of my children's friends was talking about how in their school, they're actually leveraging ChatGPT. So they're telling you, use ChatGPT. And the skill set that they focus on is how are you prompting the system? Yeah. Because your prompt can be as sophisticated and complex. And so the learning is how are you asking the system the right questions to generate the right information which can make your answer more impactful because you and I can ask for the same information mm. and ask for it very differently mm. and get very, very different answers mm. as well. So if that's a very innovative way of using sure. it, of actually testing your competence in learning. Sure. So it will certainly change things, but I think we should look at this as a something that will enable us. And so as we think about regulation as well, we want to find the right balance between making it safe but not stifling innovation sure. at the same time. I was doing a little bit of reading on, on Wipro and things that you're working on, and I came across the cloud car ecosystem, right? right? 
What are the challenges for software-defined de uh, vehicles, and what exactly are you doing with this technology? No, like I think, look, the fundamental point, and I'll try and keep it very simple, Vishnu, is that if you look at cars more and more, they are becoming software machines, mm -hmm. and so cars are becoming really mobile software. Mm -hmm. And so how do you help your customers really, you know, deliver to the possibility of what cars can do with software? How can you do it real-time? How can you be updating real-time? And so we're building out this sort of software-defined platform, essentially, which helps work with customers to leverage software, to upgrade it real-time, to build use cases mm. impactfully. And we're seeing great traction yeah. on that. You're also working very closely uh, on the cloud and pharma. Right. Um, how exactly, uh, what exactly are you working on in that area? No, I think you know, one good example is clinical trials and how do you help accelerate dramatically mm. clinical trials. So things like that. Mm. Okay. And uh, just one final question to you. You know, you've been to Davos, as have I, for quite a few years. The India story remains fairly resilient over here. Yeah. Our overall GDP growth rate is very positive. Yeah. Um, what, are, what are you hearing of people on, on, on India? And, uh, Look, I'm very excited that? about India, and I think the environment generally is incredibly positive about India. You know, we'll grow close to 7% yeah. this year. I think we have all the possibility to grow 6 to 8% over the next 10 years. How many economies of yeah. our scale and size in yeah. the world None, right? are doing that? Yeah. I think the opportunity for us to be a demand, a consumption economy is hugely, hugely attractive to many, many global customers. And I talk to enterprises across the world, they look at both India as a market opportunity destination, but also as a talent destination. So the India story is very, very strong and with uh, lots and lots of companies looking at de-risking and looking at alternatives, I think that only strengthens the India story. Rishabh Primji, thank you very much. Thank for you, Vishnu. Great to see you as always. Thank you. All right, take care.